Hello all and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled Sharing a Coffin, the Baffling Mystery of Unknown X-282. Today's episode of No Home for Heroes is taken from the files of Chief Rickstone and Family Charitable Foundation. Marine Corps PFC, that's Private First Class Raymond Milton Stevens, was killed in action during World War II. His body was recovered, identified, and buried after the war in the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific in Honolulu, Hawaii. But what only a very few people know at least until today's podcast, is that PFC Stevens was not alone in his coffin. He had another Marine buried with him whose identity remains a baffling mystery. I'm your host, Rick Stone, bringing you another great and true story from our vault of history's military mysteries. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the Foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. We invite you to listen to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast or streaming platform you prefer. We dedicate today's episode to our loyal listeners in Salem, Oregon. Here's an episode about one of your hometown heroes that shared his honor even after his death. One known and one unknown. May God keep them both in honored glory. After World War II, the rambling warehouses along the Honolulu waterfront that were the working spaces and the offices of the United States Army Central Identification Laboratory were a bustling place. Thousands of sets of remains from fallen American servicemen and servicewomen were examined here. They were processed for identification if necessary and prepared for final shipment home for burial in a family cemetery or burial in the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific, also known as the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu. The Central Identification Laboratory staff, or SIL, consisted of two Army supervisors, a major and one captain, two anthropologists, Dr. Mildred Trotter and Dr. Charles Snow. Over 20 licensed embalmers, two dental technicians, and a chemist, a photographer, an x-ray technician, several stenographers and typists, and enough clerks for each pair of embalmers to have one available most of the time, and several laborers. On the morning of 6 January 1949, one of the SIL staff members knocked on the small office door of Captain John Frost. And he said, hey, Captain, I think we got a problem here. You should probably come look at this. The staff member led Captain Frost to one of the rows of tables set up in the barn-like structure where the bones of the fallen were laid out on white sheets prior to being carefully wrapped and placed in a metal coffin for shipment and burial. One look at temporary coffin number 2002 labeled USMC PFC Raymond Milton Stevens Tarawa 
immediately clued Captain Frost to the problem. Captain Frost was not an anthropologist, but he was a member of the Army's Medical Corps, and he knew that an adult human body had between 206 and 213 bones, depending upon age. The skeleton before him on the white sheet clearly had too many parts, and many of them were duplicates of each other. Private First Class Raymond Stevens was an 18-year-old Marine who was designated as a machine gunner. He was from Salem, Oregon, and he rode a landing vehicle tract, or LVT, to Tarawa's Red Beach 3 on the morning of 20 November 1943. He manned one of the machine guns on the LVT. He was tall, over six feet tall, barely over six feet tall, but he weighed 170 pounds. He had blonde hair underneath his steel helmet. In other words, he made a big target. The chaplain would later write to PFC Stevens' parents in Salem and say, quote, Although opposed by heavy enemy fire, his tractor reached the beach on the morning of 20 November 1943. There, your son was hit and killed instantly by shots from Japanese rifles. His body was buried in grave number 56, row B, in the Central Division Cemetery. And there, PFC Stevens lay until the hot afternoon of 28 or 29 March, not quite sure which day, 1946, when members of the Army Graves Registration Service, or AGRS, A-G-R-S, arrived to exhume the bodies of over 500 Tarawa casualties from over 40 cemeteries on Tarawa and consolidate them all into one cemetery on the island known as Lone Palm Cemetery. Agris personnel found and identified PFC Stevens, and he was buried next to Sergeant George Bowden from Illinois on his left and Private Thomas Munn from Massachusetts on his right. Both Sergeant Bowden and Private Munn were probably in the same LVT crew when they were killed at the water's edge on Tarawa. Agris personnel wrapped PFC Stevens' remains in a brown wool blanket, placed him in a wooden pine coffin, and reburied him in plot number two, row five, gray 14, in Lone Palm Cemetery on Tarawa. And there, PFC Stevens lay until the hot, muggy morning of 20 December 1946, when Agris personnel returned to Tarawa and again exhumed his body from the sands of Lone Palm Cemetery for transport to the Army Central Identification Laboratory in Honolulu for final preparation and burial on American soil. The United States Marine Corps contacted PFC Stevens' parents in Salem, Oregon, and gave them the option of burying Raymond either in the Punchbowl Cemetery or shipping him home for private burial in a family cemetery. Mr. and Mrs. Stevens chose to have Raymond lay forever with his buddies in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii. So, PFC Raymond Milton Stevens lay in a coffin on a warehouse shelf for almost two years until it was his turn to be given a final honored burial in the Honolulu's Punch Bowl. But 
<laughs> and there's always a but in history's military mysteries. PFC Stevens had what turned out to be another Marine with him, sharing coffin number 2002. The Army Central Identification Laboratory anthropologist carefully examined all the bones in coffin number 2002 and separated what they felt were PFC Stevens. Per the wishes of his parents, Raymond was finally laid to permanent rest in Section B, grave number 232 in the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific or the Punch Bowl, where PFC Stevens lays undisturbed to this day. However, Captain Frost still had the problem on his hands. The problem of almost half an entire human body from the waist down, which for which he had no idea as to the identity. In his probable words, it was a baffling mystery. Of the two casualties originally buried next to PFC Stevens, Sergeant Bowden had been sent home for burial in his family cemetery in North Chicago, Illinois, and Private Munn had also been interred in the Punchbowl Cemetery at his family's request. So the question became, what to do with the other half-body that had been with P.F.C. Stevens in his coffin. After bouncing around the Army's bureaucracy and probably the Marine Corps' bureaucracy and probably the United States Navy's bureaucracy until 25 October 1950, the decision was finally made to designate the extra bones that had been removed from P.F.C. Stevens' coffin as unknown X-282. A little side note here, X-282 was officially the last designated unknown from the barrel. Bar <laughs> Let me try that again. The last designated unknown from the Battle of Tarawa. On 1 November 1951, during the Korean War, unknown X-282 was given a burial in Section P, grave number 292, in the Punchbowl Cemetery where this unknown American hero lay ignored until I began investigating his case on 9 April 2012 as a member of the Department of Defense. After almost five years, the Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency, or DPAW, finally decided to act on my recommendations for disinterment and identification of all of the Tarawa unknowns from the Punchbowl Cemetery. In March 2017, unknown X-282 was exhumed from the punch bowl for modern forensic examination, including DNA analysis. I would love to report to you today that unknown X-282 has finally been given his name back by the Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency. But, another but, after another five years of examining the body, apparently DPAA, the Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency, has no clue. The Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation has repeatedly offered to provide DPAA with a list of historical and biometric most likely matches to X-282. But they have ignored our offering. So, 
as Captain Frost would say, it's a baffling mystery. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Hero. We hope you enjoyed today's production, and we invite you to check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you like to listen to podcasts. No Home for Heroes is featured on just about any podcast site all around the world. We greatly appreciate your comments, and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. We again thank you for your support of our mission to provide information to the families of missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. Every assistance counts, and you do make a difference. So until next time, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas, I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no heroes, but shameful is the nation that having heroes forgets them. <laughs>